Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? And the things that he had to say, and I gotta go uh, back and pull up the stuff that Leo Rush said because there are things that I agree with and I disagree with. So Leo Rush comes out. Uh, since you know his clause, I think it's done with WWE, so he can come say whatever he wants to say. But Leo Rush ain't been caring. He didn't give a shit anyway. Leo Rush was saying this stuff anyway. So Leo Rush makes uh, a couple comments about wrestling fans, wrestling, and how WWE treats black people in wrestling, which I'm not going to disagree with all the stuff he said. So th- this is verbatim what he says: "I'm sick of the bullshit, and it pains me because I love this business so much." To the fans, do better. You're the ones killing wrestling and making this shit whack. St- all capitals. Stop pairing up black people because you don't know what to do with them. Stop that shit. Stop giving African Americans title reigns when global black issues are happening. We're not stupid. Stop that shit. And then, uh, so, uh, those were the pair of treats that he said. So far, uh, there was the one with Finn Balor. I get and to then the one with Finn Balor, and then the one with Naomi. That was, I think that was now, the yeah, main. Yeah. So I I, I talked about the day with Tim Thompson. Mm-hmm. Now we are all black people on this podcast. By the all way, all my life, all my life. By the Maybe way, path life. my wife leads sketches joints for this conversation. <laughs> he had to bring my black ass in here for this one. So just like Brandon Mac, I've been black a long time. <laughs> so the, the the thing is, look, am I going to? disagree with Leo Rush when he's saying, you know, that the fans, you know, can kind of make wrestling kind of whack. I'm not really because mm-hmm. we are a big part of the problem a lot of times also. Even though a lot of the problem, especially when it comes to Vince and his creative team and the way they think, they're a huge amount of this problem. Mm-hmm. Especially for WWE. When it comes to uh, pandering to black people, African Americans, they do that. Mm-hmm. This has happened before. We, I have witnessed it. We make the jokes every February, <laughs> and it's not just black people. I'm a, with color people. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. That whole title reign was dependent because they signed a new deal over in India. That what is the whole thing that was for that. If that they never happened, there is no Jinder Mahal champion. That's pandering. Yeah, because he only—they—they they, they even said he only had three point million fans. How many people in Africa? I mean, in, in India, is only fans. That's how they act. Exactly. 
to the point I'm just like, that's not how it goes. Same thing with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, same thing, it was, same thing with Saudi Arabia. Same, there, there, there have been a lot of luchadors that they have tried to push to the point where it's just like, that's not how you push. Because there's a difference between pushing somebody legit mm-hmm. and pandering. Pandering no, comes... You can't tell me Manny from uh, Saudi Arabia is not a pandering. Oh, no, that's pandering, absolutely. Because who is he? That's the thing. When you pander somebody, when they be, when they are nothing and become something, and then they go back to being nothing again, that's the definition of pandering in wrestling. Mm-hmm. To the point where Jinder Mahal has worked very hard to get the stench of 3MB off his back. But the thing is, with that being said, what has Jinder Mahal done since losing to AJ Styles? Because the thing is, I like the Singh Brothers Day. I was starting to get into the Jinder Mahal thing late. Never did, but I'm saying, but then power to you. I'm saying, but then after that, it's like, okay, well, he lost AJ Styles, and the next thing you know, he goes to this whole spiritual thing, and then he's jobbing and teaming up with Alicia Fox. It was like that whole thing was a whole panda thing in the first place. So that that happens. Do they just link up black people or people of color and teams stuff like that when they had nothing to do with them? Yes. And to also that works and it doesn't work all the time because, of course, he I I, I, I see him taking a shot at Ricochet and Cedric Alexander because they really don't know what to do with him and it Cedric was on the Paul Heyman radar Vince don't like Cedric Ricochet was on the Paul Heyman radar I don't think Vince likes Ricochet no he doesn't like him. So, and then you can tell by how Ricochet got squashed against Brock Lesnar. We didn't even get a good match out of that. I feel like we could have got better. No, we, we could have. going to be. <clears throat> because Brock likes working with the smaller guys. But if Vince go out there and destroy him, that's what Brock going to do and go home. That's Brock, don't care. Brock don't care who it is. So, there is truth in what he's saying. However, I think Leo Rush is very angry. Because he was doing great in NXT, uh, in, in WWE in his second run. What I mean by that is after the Mandy Hour stuff and the whole last year they didn't work out, he comes back as regular Leo Rush, wins the Cruiserweight title, and has some great matches on NXT. Mm-hmm. Then he gets followed, he gets fired. Drake Maverick cries on camera and gets his job back. And Leo Rush don't. Look, let, let's just be real. Le- Drake Maverick's talented, but he ain't no he Leo ain't Rush. Leo Rush by any stretch of the imagination. But we have to. I I was not surprised that happened because I feel like they were just looking for a reason to be like we're not gonna bring him back with everything that happened previously with the contract stuff and yeah, um, all that jazz. Um, when. So, so Leo Rush puts up, you know, stop giving African Americans title reigns when gold black issues are happening. We're not stupid. Stop that shit. Now, I'm guessing he's going to he, he's referring to Keith Lee, right? Prime, you still there? I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume so. This is the one I can't agree with him on. This is the one I I don't respect because if that's that's your your man's in them, then be yeah. man enough to tag him. Yeah, because because people. Did, Problem now because I, I I had to tell Lady Sketch about this the other day. How many matches has Leo Rush and Keith Lee had in the Indies? Whew, uh, uh, plenty, plenty. 
They've had great big man, little they man had matches. Almost, almost as many matches as Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic cool, had on the main roster. They have, I mean, t- t- I-, I can show you like the Battle of LA, Keith Lee versus uh, Leo Rush. And I imagine it's pro- they're probably great. Oh, they're, they're great matches. They're really great matches. So it, it's so he, he knows Keith Lee well. Okay. So that's why I said. Uh huh. Now, here's the issue with that. Here's the thing. We are in a, in an era because once again, I'm black first, mm-hmm. and I am proud to be that, mm-hmm. and I'm always be proud of that, and I'm also a wrestler fan. But I'm a wrestler fan second. I'm black first, so I'm going to support my people. I want to see my people up there, but I know how wrestling works. Yep. And I just gave y'all the definition of what pandering looks like mm-hmm. in wrestling. WWE does that often enough, but right now we're sitting at a time where seventy percent of the champions are people of color, mm-hmm. and mo- and most of those people of color are African Americans. We got Street Profits as the, the tag team champions. When you got Archie as the twenty four seven champion, when you had I forgot all about the twenty four seven. Is it so anybody else? But Archie <laughs> tries to make it known the best way he can because yeah. he lost his partner in Drake Maverick. Well, he's he take himself a little more seriously. Uh-huh. But I, that's another topic. Uh, anyway, New Day is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and then we have Apollo Cruz as the United States Champion, and then so uh, on no, any given day, usually the Usos are. The- <laughs> is that? Oh yeah. Usually. And then Keith Lee is a double champion. So, I don't see... Because Keith Lee has been built up since he first got there. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee, I would say, is great what he does, but he needed work. And he, they, they helped polish off Keith Lee. Keith Lee been there for what now? Two years now, Brian? Uh, about two and a half. Damn. Well, two years if you don't count him like sitting in the crowd and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, Keith Lee been there about two years now. So exactly, I'm saying. So he, he took time to pop. He had the whole rivalry with Dominic Dijakovic. There was times he had to, uh, with Cassius Ono. You know, he, he, he they, they helped build up Keith Lee to the point where it was like, okay, we got this main card because when the North American Championship happened, he Adam Cole was the first guy to get dead, and then they built him up, and then Keith Lee won the North American Championship. Had a great had a great feud of matches with Dominic Dijakovic, and then to the point where it was like, okay, and he was in the. Uh, wasn't he? He was in the rumble, right? He was in the rumble. Had a good. He had, had a good showing. First of all, got a co-sign from Roman. He, he that, that's another thing. He was in. He was in Survivor to give some of that main roster, you know, camera work mm-hmm. because Keith Lee working in the Indies. He ain't never worked in front of that many people before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, working with Roman, and, you know, saying get co-sign from Roman, and then go then go square up with Brock. Those are the little things you need to help build your character up. Because Brock didn't just eliminate Keith Lee by himself. He was, he was fighting strong. He was, he was distracted. So that helps Keith Lee still, still look a little strong. And then, of course, with Roman, it's like him and Roman went down to the wire in the Survivor Series. It was them two representing from NXT and representing from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So that that's how uh, the thing turned place. So now with him winning the North American Championship and then now becoming a double champion, as a black man, I'm, I'm happy as hell to see that. Mm-hmm. It's Keith Lee coming out in Black Lives Matter time. I'm happy as hell to see that. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it needs to be for like Naomi. That man went through a journey. I stayed here. I watched Keith Lee from the Indies to, to, to NXT to becoming that champion. And it ain't like he's the WWE champion. He's the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. But that's, for Triple H's company, that's big. You are, you're a double fucking champion. Mm-hmm. And then this had a title... Uh, a champion versus a, a winner take all match in NXT with Dominic Dijakovic, and then won that matchup. And Dominic put him over and saying, "That's another level, Keith Lee." Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so he put that guy over. So if you're talking about pandering, I see it being like if they had gave Bobby Lashley the championship altar, because I don't even know if that's too much pandering because they've been building Bobby Lashley up too. And I would have loved to see Bobby Lashley win the, the WWE Championship from Drew McIntyre, which I still think Bobby Lashley has a chance to win that match, or, or, or win the championship. But look, I how, still think he has a chance to win it, but just because of the way that Drew was built like the whole year, and then he'll finally be in Brock, I think he's going to win it anytime soon. Exactly, I'm just saying, because you, you, you're going to have to... You have got Bobby Lashley to a point where he's looking dominant again, but you have to convince, like, Lady Sketch that that's the guy to win that championship. Because she, she said, she said, she said, you could put anybody in Bobby Lashley's spot, it just happens he's black. But you, but the pairing with MVP has helped him a lot in moving away from Lana because Lashley was doing a lot of dumb shit uh, in the beginning. Then they, they booked him with Leo Rush. Then Leo Rush lost his job with that one, and then MVP is just a better mouthpiece and more established than Leo Rush is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all Look, you need to do is bring the headband back, and he'll be good. Yeah, like, okay. like Leo Rush. The, 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 the thing with Leo Rush is okay. He he was young. He he was a talker, but he had no, he had he had no clout. He he, he had nothing to go off of. Yeah, no. MVP got a whole ten plus year history in in, in WWE, not just the wrestle business. Yeah. Uh, things alone, and then he had the MVP lounge, which, which, which is still popping. Things still dropping, you know. Say, I like Lord, the I like the MVP lounge. Him and his K and G fashion superstore suits. K&G yeah. <laughs> and, and then he got the the, the, the nice United States Championship. Like, and he's a good talker. Also, that's what Bobby Lashley needs—a more established talker like that. And I think right now, when it comes to Leo Rush, I think the, the, these comments sometimes, like I said, they have truth in them. But you gotta be know where you're pointed at right now. Cause I think he's I think he's upset. I'll be upset too because Leo Rush wants to work in WWE. He said that that's what he wants to work in WWE. And now nobody on the talent level of Leo Rush should ever be talking about retirement at his young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the young age of what twenty five. Yeah, you don't think Cody wants him? Did they won't sign him at AEW? You don't I think, think they will, but from what he's shown, like his his attitude could like be not helping him sometimes. It's the same thing with Tessa, and I think hers is a little, is is more elevated. Yeah, but yeah. nobody else but WWE will touch her because she's such a problem child. Is and, and and you don't you don't want those problems over in the company. Same thing when it comes to like Jordan Miles. And the thing with Jordan Miles back then, like I said, he's a he's an sh- extremely talented guy, also. And I'm not saying what Leo Rush and Jordan Miles are saying about racist WD is not valid. I'm not saying that at all. There is a place where it's valid. It's it's it, it, it's not about you know how you say because you don't want to upset the white guy type thing. It's just that sometimes you you I, I don't know how to really truly explain it. I mean, the best I can say, because I'm not a veteran wrestling fan like you guys, but mm. the best I can say is it is going to seem more angry coming from us because we black and we live in this. Yeah. But 
what they're saying has some validity to it, but it's also like you don't you gotta put go go through the grunt work to get where you're gonna like you just talked about Keith Lee having the journey. The problem is for some folks they don't have the Keith Lee journey. Where they get built up and they have the story of, you know, uh, them being hmm. built up to be a champion. Some people don't have that, uh, they don't have that if factor. They're not going to be built up to be a champion. So their journey is going to look a lot different, like a Jordan Miles. I don't, um, I never saw him wrestle enough to be like, oh, well, yeah, he's a champion or he's not. But it doesn't sound like he was going to be in the title picture anytime soon. No, but now, but also, when it comes to... Everybody does not have the same journey. I, I do agree with that. However, I do think, you know, the bl- black people need more opportunities. To do. I agree with that part. And now, now, with that being said, though, when it comes to the, the things of Jordan Miles and Leo Rush, these guys were pushed relatively high mm-hmm. when they first came in. Mm-hmm. People forget that the Cameron Grimes, Jordan Miles thing, he beat... Cameron Grimes to win that contract storyline, and he got himself a match with Adam Cole. Okay, and in the NXT Championship, that was the first thing Jordan Miles did on NXT. Ah, that's the first thing he did. He was at the top when Leo Rush first came. Uh, he had that match with Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. He disappeared, came back as the Man of the Hour, the twenty-three-year-old piece of gold. He just skipped NXT and went to two hundred five live. Yeah, pretty much. But say now, I followed Leo Rush more because I remember Leo Rush from seeing him at indie shows. But yeah. Jordan Miles is a different story. Uh, but I feel like there are some folks who get pushed to the moon and are not deserving. And then if you got to sit in the background and watch people get pushed and get further than you, you get even more upset. So it just magnifies all the issues that you're seeing around you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just like... But then you also gotta make the same thing that these guys that's been speaking out, you can make the comment that they were a definition of pandering. Or, you can make a definition that they were a definition of you know what I'm saying? Because the, the thing is, Leo Rush skipped NXT. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Leo Rush is very talented. He don't need NXT, but he need NXT for polishing, not for yeah. not for ability. Yeah, not for ability wrestling. But he want he want right to two hundred five live. Whether people like two hundred five live or not, that's a main show, a main card show. It's in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. They it, it, it used to be called two hundred five live because it was live. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they was uh, they ever live? Because I could have sworn they did pre tape some stuff too. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they have always pre-taped them now. I'm saying it used to be live. And remember, they used to, they, 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 sometimes they, they made 205 Live live after, like, SmackDown or Raw. And then they tried to make it before SmackDown or Raw. I was like, this is not out working. So, but he, he he was doing that. They put that Cruiserweight Championship on him. And then on top of that, after he, he spent a, a small amount of time on 205 Live, it came to Raw. People gotta remember that that's the that Raw is the best show on it. That's the most money made show. He was brought on it. He kind of skipped through everything. You're right. And came to Raw and was having that. I say he was more of so Lashley's manager had a couple of matches with Finn Balor, but he was on the top stage of it all. He sniffed it. 
he wanted that money because me personally, three hundred thousand dollars a year, I would love that right now. Mm-hmm. I I don't go through everything these wrestlers go through when it comes to traveling, booking your own flights, health insurance. I don't go through all that. Mm-hmm. I just know as what situation I'm in now, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand sounds great, but three hundred thousand. And for, for, for some of these rushes, I you know what I'm saying I'm not here to say whether it was good or not, but then that's where some of them problems came from. I mean, I think also some of his issue becomes that he went from being a big fish in a little pond to a small fish in a big pond mm-hmm. because uh, ocean. <laughs> yeah. oh, you right, an ocean. He was so great, and you know. You know what all of our parents, grandparents, ancestors, everybody, then said, you got to be twice as good to get half as much. And I think that he probably was under the impression that being as good as he is, that he deserved all this stuff that he was getting. And then when it didn't work out in his favor, then he was upset. But part of that, the other part of that old saying is that a lot of times... You can still you can do all of that, but it's still not always gonna you you gonna still have to work hard. Like you don't stop working just because you get twice as good and you get your half as you get some of your half as much. Don't mean you stop. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that a lot of this is coming from a place of anger. Like the way that he is coming out with it is coming from a place of anger, but he is not entirely incorrect. He's not entirely incorrect. I'm not, not going to take him out. It's entirely incorrect. But like uh, when probably listen to them shows and sometimes that people feel as though that everything that happens to African-Americans in, on the company is racist. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets to be because like we were talking about before, uh, legacy bears a lot on what people like your, your pattern uh-huh. bears a lot of what people think. If you have been doing stereotypical or racist gimmicks with people for years and years and years and years, mm. and just giving people title shots to shut folks up, when it becomes an actual thing and you have talented African American or um, mm-hmm. or like other people of color, like you know the luchadors um, coming in and they are good then they start promoting them because they're good and that they resonate with the crowd, then it looks like it's pandering when in actuality, they earn the spot. But now, if you've been doing ridiculous um, ridiculous gimmicks for 25 years, and I, and I know that's not the real numbers, but if you're doing ridiculous gimmicks for 25 years, and then for 5 years, you decide you know what we've got some really good talent back here why don't we give them an actual push it's going to look like you just bullshitting everybody Mm -hmm. so i mean i get it but after a while you have to and i mean after a while you got to realize that some of it is genuine keith lee is good at what he does yeah, a lot, a lot of people go. We did. We just had a whole thing about uh, Naomi, and believe it or not, when people think of the, think about it, or not our truth is good at what he does. Our truth is. Listen, I 
wish I could be our truth age and do half the shit that he does. I can't do half the shit he does now, and I yeah. am only my thirties. Please. Yeah. So I'm, it just it looks it it looks bad. Like the optics of it may may seem bad, but let's be real. It's the same thing. The same argument I've heard in academic institutions. Oh well, people seem to think that. Affirmative action seems to mean like just because you black you get into somewhere. Like mm. no, I had to have the credentials to get here. Just because your homie that you you uh, be on the boat with every weekend is not here because he had a two point five GPA. That's not my fault. Mm-hmm. But you got to hear. Oh well, you only here because you black and we got to meet a quota. No, I'm here because I worked my ass off. Your homie's not here because he trash. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of that's the the kind of environment you you like swimming in right now. Where you feel like you're not supposed to, like people will make you feel like you're not supposed to be here, or it's pandering because you are here, but you worked your ass off to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think Leo Rush is angry, yes, because he worked his ass off and lost his opportunity. And I think he had multiple. I, 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 I really think if Drake married and I get his job back, or if Leo Rush got his job back, I think we're singing a different tune. Yeah, I. I think we'd be singing partially a different tune. I don't think I think he would just be quiet about it, but mm. I feel like he may have experienced something in his time there that makes him legitimately feel the way he does. It just seems worse because he's upset right now. How do you feel about it, Prime? I mean, I just <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that for one. So uh, I don't know how to follow that one for one. I'm sorry, yeah. my bad. But I mean, nah, Leo Rush, he just honestly, I, I like I said, I think whoever made him mad, he just wake up in the morning to see who he can, <laughs> who he can find next to get mad at. Honestly, because literally, it's like almost every week or every other week, he has like a set date where he finds somebody out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, nothing that nobody even knew happened. Nothing. Nobody knew what's going on. Out of nowhere, he could say, "You know what? I hate you today." Yep, and, so and, and, and that's what happened when it came to Finn Balor. About he that said really he calls right out that. Finn. Ba- he calls Finn Balor out to squash the beef. And on that Twitter, he also says, "Let's put this in the butt." Uh, I never had any beef with F. Finn Balor. I texted you and told you I didn't know where this story even came from. And your words exactly were, I don't want to say anything about it pub- uh, publicly because it would draw more attention to the situation. Well, and then I told you, F. Finn Balor, I appreciate it if you diffuse the situation because I thought we were cool from from the times you're... Now, wife watches watched my son at live events. I knew you had the power slash uh, influence to do that. You never text me back, and you never diffuse the story. Why? And then so um, did I miss something? Because I don't even know what story he talked about. I, I don't know what he's talking about neither. Nobody does. <laughs> like Leo Rush had a pair of matches with Finn Balor on Raw a couple years ago. There was a, if you click, like, if you go to that link yeah, where it says this issue with Finn Balor, it takes you to a story about where there was apparently something that was said about um, them having an incident backstage. Yeah. But I guess what he's saying is that never happened. He doesn't know where the story came from. Okay. Now, once again, I, I don't, uh, 
you know, I I I, I don't know what the problem. He, he comes out and says, some of y'all are weird uh, AF man. It doesn't surprise me. I see the kind of people y'all support in the industry on a daily, uh, on a daily faithfully. So, and like I said, I don't know what to say because I'm not going to sit there and say Leo's wrong. I know he won't go to Booker T podcast and tell a situation. I mean, he could go any. There is opportunities to go anywhere and tell a situation, but the problem usually when when um when when when, when people realize that they're wrong, or not, I didn't say wrong, or they realize though that people are going to check them on something, they're not going to go to that person. Okay, that's it. That's new. If, come to House of Hardcore. I mean, come to uh, what did he tell him? Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, he gave he gave him the address to his house. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I was saying, wait, who, who's giving out addresses? Booker T. Oh, for the, who who he told to pull up? I was saying, uh, uh, Leo Russell. For, for, so that was a thing a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, so there, there's a there's a thing where it's just like, okay, well, if this is a problem. We can come, we can handle this like men. I'm saying, but he knows if he goes to Booker T podcast, he knows if he goes to Busted Open Radio, he knows if he goes to any of these kind of podcasts, they gonna check him. They gonna break him down. Okay, they gonna check him. So right right now, it's like I want to be angry alone. I want to sit there and, and say what I got to say. But then if you stir in the pot and you don't know where this stuff is coming from, you know, say and just to just to make noise because you're angry and everybody has. Been, hate social media <laughs> yeah it's, I'm just like to the point I understand when you're young you get angry we were all young we were all angry that happens I don't want to invalidate his feelings but I also yeah, that's what I said. want you him get to angry. understand that some of this is you're going to look back on some of this and be like I could I, maybe I should have handled that differently yeah he, he probably he could have handled it I think Leo Rush probably if there was not too many so I think he wants to go back to WWE I really think he wants to do that and instead of crying in his eyes like a little bitch in, in, on, on camera like Drake Maverick did, <laughs> he wants to, and it, it's probably his worst. That was not mine. No, but I mean, saying, you're not wrong. It's just funny. But I'm just saying, but then he's just like, fuck it. If I just, you know, tell, tell him how it is. If I rant. If I, if I, if I tell him how it is, then maybe it'll you be like a. Shoot interview. Yeah. Maybe he thinks that he's, he's not going to get back into WWE, so he's just going off. It's possible. If Ultimate Warrior. Can get back in the WWE. Oh, Anybody can get back. If Bret Hart can get back into the WWE, the only person I think alive right now that can't get back in WWE is CM Punk, and that's it. Vince said he only he's not he, he's not doing business with two people, CM Punk and Alberto Del Rio. That's it. Alberto Del Rio <laughs> earned that shit. Okay, exactly. So those are two people that Vince said he's not doing business with at all. You want to bet? You want to bet? I I bet that CM Punk has a higher chance than Alberto do. Yeah. I'll bet that too. I'll bet CM Punk got a higher chance of getting back in WWE than Alberto Del Rio does. He is, he is. Now guy. watch, now watch in a couple of years when Mexico takes over half of the United States. Uh, you got a great United, uh, great Mexican in charge <laughs> over here. Oh my god! No, he will he'll, he'll try to bring, bring Mysterio back in his fifties. I just, I, he, oh, he's not worth the legal fees. He's not. <laughs> he's not worth the legal he, he's fees. He's not worth the legal fees. Um. Well, with, with, with that being said, me and Prime are about to move on to the Wednesday Night War NXT Bash at the Beach versus AEW's yeah. Fight for the Fallen. I'm lying. It's not Bash at the Beach. I, we was just making that up because NXT got always got a you know match 
what AEW's doing. But AEW did the Fight for the Fallen yeah, show. They playing months in the head, though. Yep. Well, all Obviously, the... Triple H said they playing the months in the head. The months in the head, which he did. Okay. Uh, which the Fight for the Fallen is going for the people, the, the COVID victims. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, which is obvious because we lost a shit ton of those people. So, mm-hmm. uh, so me and Primetime about to get ready for uh, the Wednesday Night War. Alright guys, it's the Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW. So, um, let's start off with NXT here. So, NXT, we're going to, uh, Keith Lee's going to address the NXT universe of his championship uh, victory. He's a double champion now. North American champion and a champion. And boy, does it feel good. So, uh, as Keith Lee is saying that Dominic Dajakovic is coming out and uh, he respects Keith Lee. You can tell that's a friend of his, and he respects the battles that him and Keith Lee had. They go to war. That's the that, that I call that the bigger tall match. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like six, okay. seven, six seven. Keith Lee's big, so he says he wants a shot at uh, both championships. Which I thought it would be like, okay, let him get a shot at like the North American Championship, and then you know maybe Dominic Dijakovic can have one. But, uh, I thought originally what he was going to do was just say, I talked to Mr. Regal, and I'm just going to let you have the North American Championship. That's what I thought. Don't, you know what? I think that's what should probably happen. Remember how Stone Cold gave up the champion, the, the championship to The Rock in 97 so he can go get the, the, mm-hmm. the, the WWE Championship? But he never lost usually, it. They, usually after they win, they give it up. Like, they give up the second-hand championship. Yeah. But then, however, also... Dominic Dijakovic's character doesn't seem to fall in place with give me a, give me the championship. I don't need handouts. I want to beat you. So he wants to match with Keith Lee tonight for winner take all between the, the NXT championship and North American championship. And Keith Lee is saying sure. So that match is going to happen tonight. Uh, we get your boy to start off. Damian Priest takes on Cameron Grimes because, you know, Cameron Grimes slashes tires but can't even be a man to admit it. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just know that Cameron Grimes pisses you off. Yes, very much. It's not it's, even funny anymore. It's like, <laughs> it sucks. Uh, he hits a, uh, um, Damon Priest hits a Rachel's Age, uh, Edge on the, on the apron to Cameron Grimes, which that move always scares me when somebody does it on, on the apron. And it hits a Cyclone kick. Uh, and uh, reckoning off the second row. Wait, what did you just say? Cyclone kick. His cyclone kick. That he oh, does. I just. <laughs> I just sound like you said a cyclone kick. Oh no 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 cyclone kick. And then the reckoning off second row. And then uh, he uh, beats Cameron Grimes. And then he, he wants to be keeping an eye on that, that North, North American championship because looks looks like he he wants to come after that uh North American championship and you know. Be that mid Carter. I mean, him and Diamond Dodger Cole would be a good rivalry. I didn't see this yes, match. Oh, much, yeah. I didn't see this matchup. Uh, Indy Hartwell take on Sazi Blackheart. Indy, I love both of these two. Okay, well, I, uh, everybody loves Sazi Blackheart. So, how does how does Sazi lose this matchup? Uh, Robert Stone came out and, and uh, Aaliyah threw off the turnbuckle. 
Can we talk about how last week that tank ran over his ankle again and how he sold that joy like, oh my god, I'm dying. That joy had me dying. That's, that's, that's his, his character is like a, a, not a, it's a more goofier version, but a smarter version of uh, Rockstar Spud. Gotcha. Yeah. I got you on that one. So, um, with that being said, we're going on to our next one, which is surprisingly early to me. I didn't think they was going to do this just yet, but, uh, they have uh, Keith Lee taking on Dominic Dijakovic uh, when, yeah, when it comes to uh, for winner take all. I thought it was going to be the main event, but I forgot Tegan Knox and Io Shirai was going to be uh, the, the, the main event. Once again, these two guys have uh, good chemistry, and then but this time Keith Lee was showing that he's powerful and he's not backing down from anything this time around. He's not backing down. And the, this this match was not about which I think was booked right. It was not about the bunch of the flips that they can do or the the, the crazy dives that they can do or the, the risks that they take like they do in their other matches. This was a show that Keith Lee's on another level right now, and because it Diamond Dijakovic was having trouble getting him up, and they was teasing each other in the beginning of the matchup. He finally gets him up for a side slam, but then uh, Keith Lee powers off and he gives uh, you know he, he he does multiple shoulder blocks. He hits him with the spirit bomb, then hits him, then hits him with that big bang catastrophe, and the match is done. The match, don't, this was like one of the shortest matches that they ever had. Yeah, they're trying to put Keith Lee over as a as a double champ, so they got they had to, unfortunately. Exactly. So, with that being said, you know, um, he uh, Sc- Scarlet and uh, yeah, wait a minute. Looking back at it, has Dominic ever beat Keith Lee in the old NXT? I'm thinking about it. He's beat him once. Okay, okay. okay. Because to, to, to the beginning of the few, Dominic won one, Keith Lee won one, then they had a both they had a double count out. And then they, okay, they, they, then, they, and they had, then they had another rubber match and then Keith Lee won that one. And then, you know, Keith Lee won North America that he lost North America and he lost this one. So yeah, Dominic Dachkova has beaten Keith Lee before. All right, good. Uh, so Scarlett is going to, you know, uh, doesn't look impressed. At ringside, she looks at uh, Keith Lee, who is the one who destroyed the hourglass last month. Uh, but with that being said, Diamond Dijakovic back there being interviewed. I like how. Huh? I listen. I was going to say, I like how they brought the hourglass out and it was broken. Yeah. Like, you yeah, you brought my hourglass up. So, carrying across like he should be on Keith Lee's list. So we thought, because Diamond Dijakovic is being interviewed backstage and he says, look. He said, how was it, you know, you guys have friends who going against Keith Lee? He said, look, that ain't Keith Lee out there. I said, I face Keith Lee. He's on another level out there now. That, that man is on something special. And then, Karrion Cross stares him down. He said, so what you going to do? And then, him and him and Diamond Dijakovic get in a, in a scuffle. Then he kind of like gives Diamond Dijakovic that belly-to-back suplex. He popped those hips and uh, <laughs> suplexed him over the guardrail to like the concrete or, or, or on the stage equipment. And then loosens up his tie, which took forever because he was wishing he had a clip on on that time because it took him a while to get that tie off. Uh, so it looks like we're going to go into a uh, Karrion Cross Dominic Dijakovic matchup pretty soon. So I, I don't want Karrion Cross to do a winner take all with Keith Lee. Keith Lee does not deserve to lose it this short, especially to Karrion Cross. Keith Lee's better than Karrion that's Cross. I thought, that's what I thought Adam Cole was going to win and they just give it to him. Exactly. So, they just, yeah. so I'm curious to see that. 
Timothy Thatcher, you know, is, is once again doing oh. the, the classes, but he's taking on your boy, Denzel oh. Dijonette. My, who is trash? Who is, his was funny, right? So I was watching it with, with my son downstairs, and then uh, my mom was right there, and she was just like, "Is he coming out with a fucking towel on? That's a towel with a hole in it. Come on, bruh." And I was just like, "Yo, you didn't have to expose my man like that, though, because he really did come out with a towel with a hole in it." And I just, yeah, you know what? I, I like I said, I, I I go for my black guys, but. Denzel is not good. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's a he's a decent amateur wrestler, but uh, once again, he, he he's a jobber. He's not going to be he's not going to be anything until you know he gets a character created for him and stuff like that. So then, uh, oh never. No, okay. <laughs> uh, Timothy Thatcher. Right, I can see him being. I can see him being uh, Angelo Dawkins. Oh, that is not a goal to be. That's messed up. <laughs> That is not a goal to be. Um, after the matchup, uh, uh, he gets a Fujiwara armbar on Denzel. Thatcher wins, and then Orny Lorcan runs down to the ring in his jeans, his OJ jeans, and then chases out Thatcher. So this thing is not over between Lorcan and Thatcher. That should be a good matchup. Main event, his what jeans? His OJ jeans. You know, o- OJ back in the East where all that washed denim. Did he drive in it? Nah, never mind. No, see, see, he was going there. I just, I left it, at, I left it alone. Hey, it's a, it's a new truck. They came, they just now came out with it. No, with a new one. I missed the Robert Stone, Killian, Dame, Aaliyah segment. What happened there? Do you remember? Uh, uh, what's the what's the creeper name? Oh my god. Uh. Oh, uh, 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 uh Dexter Loomis. Yeah, he had a picture, and she got a picture. It was like, it was like. Of stuff that happened last week. Oh, him and Velveteen Dream? No, oh, so last week. Last like, week, gotcha. So I guess they not gonna have him like see the future anymore because of, you know. Because he's yeah. he still. Because his future was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happened to that picture of him and Velveteen Dream with the tag team championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I guess they gonna say, all right, we're gonna, we gonna just do the past. Yeah. What happened last week? Oh, that was that. that that's funny. Uh, main event time: NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai defeated Tegan Knox. I have to say this. Oh, uh, congratulations for Tegan Knox being the second woman to come out as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy for her because she came oh, out. Wait, this huh? the second. Sonya Deville was the first one. You must be talking about just WWE because I know Kier Hogan too. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not saying okay in WWE. Openly, oh, man. Sorry. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I, I apologize. I apologize. Open, open, open. You know, lesbians and stuff like that because they, they, they really do that. WWE. Sonya Deville was the first one to do it in WWE. Tegan Knox has come out also, so I'm very happy for, her, very proud of her. You know, what I'm saying, may love come to all, and I wanted to make sure I get that out the way also. So she takes, she takes, taking on uh, Io Shirai, and honestly, I, I had no faith that Tegan Knox was going to win this matchup in the first place, but this was a damn good match though. Yeah, it was very solid. It, it, it was a very solid. Still, match. something didn't something didn't click for me. Still, maybe it was the the build to the Chinese wizard that you know that the move still sucks. And then uh, uh, Io Shirai goes and does a double knee right into the steel steps, and then that bump like it, it it was sick and it hurt like you know, uh, but so, but then uh, she goes for the Chinese wizard gets missed, and then uh, 
uh, Shirai hits the palm strike and then hits her with the with the moonsault and the genius of the sky retains her women's championship in her first title defense and that was good but then she's walking up the ramp Dakota Kai come out of nowhere I, first of all I didn't know who that was I know the boots the face. Yeah, uh, Dakota Kai comes out and blasts her with the face wash on top of the stage. I'm just like, why is Dakota Kai doing this stuff when she just clearly been losing? That's thing I'm talking about. I'm like, but they, they got to put somebody else in that spot. Even if it was Raquel Gonzalez or something like that, but y'all just put Dakota Kai in there, and I'm like, it's the thing with her and Tegan Knox done, you know? But I guess. Yeah, you know they are fierce rivals, even though all their matches ain't in roll ups. <laughs> uh. Now it's time to go on the AEW Dynamite, which we are doing Fight for the Fallen. Uh, on commentary, Jim Ross obviously is on commentary. And then Jericho... Uh, uh, <laughs> just don't like them Joe Balls, man. No. Um, this is obviously... The fight, the fight for the Fallen is something that AEW has been doing annually now where they uh, fight for certain victims, stuff like that. So this uh, year is obviously for the COVID-19 victims. We've had too many of those in, in, in America alone. Of course, across the United States, but America alone. So, they're raising money for that fund. Uh, they're raising money. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sounding like my president. Uh, my apologies on that one. So, uh, across the world, you know, across the United States, so they're, they're raising money for that one. All the proceeds for tonight's show will go to, you know, seeing the research and trying so, to find yeah, that's I have a question about that. Yeah. What proceeds? Where do they get the money from? Are they raising money? They selling t shirts? They're not selling tickets. And it, <laughs> and you know what? That's good. It's probably even like this. All right, Tony Khan, write a check and give it to him. I'm saying so I guess it's like that. I, I, I I'm guessing. I don't know how that, that works. I just like I understand if they was doing like a stream or something, it was like, all right. Pay three three dollars or something. Yeah, you're right, but you know, I, I just want them to do good. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so uh, it's now we got the kicking off tonight. So we're doing it for the AEW TNT Championship, which is still not done. Uh, the American Nightmare. I don't Cody. think it's gonna be done until like the first day they have fans or something. Like probably they have real fans. They be like, now we're gonna unveil something special, like he did when he did the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, you're right. So we got oh, he gonna be chippy that long? Damn. Okay, so TNT championship. Uh the American Nightmare Cody. It is Cody now. You know. Yeah. With uh his head coach, Arn Anderson, taking on uh what what is Sonny Kiss's nickname? Uh was it the Concrete Rose? I, I don't know. The, the Concrete Rose? Uh, I I guess it is. Is that what it is? I guess I don't know. I don't know what the hell that means. I know Sonic Kids had a nickname. To be honest with you, everybody in AEW has a nickname. You know that everybody in AEW has a nickname. Uh, Sonic Kids. This is the biggest night in Sonic Kids' career. This is his WrestleMania because Sonic Kids has been on AEW Dark for over a year. He just started having the, the, those segments, which I thought was pretty cool with Joey Janela in the car, and they had to have that whole Mortal Kombat beatdown thing at the gas station. I'm not sure See, I liked it, but then so many people made jokes about it, which just made it. I, I can't even watch it without laughing. <laughs> well, you supposed to though. Yeah, I mean, you ain't supposed to take it too seriously. I mean, I, I want to see more of that. To be honest with you, so uh, Sunny Kiss gets the, the opportunity. Obviously, Cody's doing the Cena thing with the United States Championship. So 
you know, this is what it is. It's supposed to be a t- t- television title. So you might have to film. Want some? But you know what Come though? Sonny Kiss came out with the cheerleaders and stuff like that. So Sonny Kiss had had had, had, had himself a, a decent interest too. Yeah, but it, just, just Jim Ross. Jim Ross. <laughs> did you hear what he said? No, I did not hear what he said. I kind of don't. But what, what did Jim Ross say? Sonny Kiss is playing mind games. <laughs> That's what he said. How is he playing mind games? Sonny Kiss is playing mind games, son. So he he over there being uh 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 what Orlando Jordan? <laughs> this thing ain't real. I was like, what what do you mean? <laughs> playing mind games? I can understand if he was gold dust like trying to do something towards Cody. This man literally just came out. <laughs> to the I'm talking about mind games. No, he's just, right. he's just gay. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. Goldust plays mind games. Sunny Kiss is authentic. Okay, <laughs> that's the way he's been. So, um, I thought, say, I could understand he was doing like more Goldust stuff. He was like coming out in a in a Cody Rose mask or something. This man literally all he did was walk out and do a dance in his mind games. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Sonny, uh, yeah. Sonny counted Cody's offense with a crossroads of his own. That hits a 450 on Cody, which is a near fall. I knew Sonny wasn't going to win, but it, that's like one of his finishing moves. So I was just like, okay, I figured that was well, probably. Technically, we don't know what his finishing move is. He just does a 450. You know what? You're right. His finishing is a uh, is a split from the top rope. Oh, gotcha. Uh, they start throwing hammers at each other. Uh, Cody takes off the turnbuckle pad. Psst, heel turn coming. And then uh, Sonny knocks Cody into the turnbuckle, which did not look good. And I don't mean like it hurt. It looked like it, he didn't get all of it at all. Yeah. Uh, so then, they, they, this is the part of the match I didn't like. It was like, why is Sonny Kiss wasting so much time? Because it looked like Cody forgot his spot or something. Where she was, he was throwing um, these, these, these forearms. And there was like he was sitting there just waiting, and they throw another forearm, and it was like was was he waiting for Cody to come back and hit him? I was like, I don't get it. And then he does the then he goes for the spin around. Yeah, that's, and, he still does need um he still does need training though, or not training, but you know he still is working too. Yeah, he needs he needs polish. I mean, obviously he been working AEW dark. He needs to work on a little bit of some of stuff. He got put into a big situation kind of early. Uh, he, he he got hit with the crossroads, and then uh, Cody wins the matchup. They they share a hug afterwards, so uh, I thought I thought it was a decent opener. I just didn't like how to, he wasn't built up, but he get kicking out of a crossroads. Yeah, I agree. You know, everybody tried to have that fight spirit, but I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, I just like when it makes sense, though. Like, I can understand if Sonny was on the show more and he hmm. was built up, like he, we see him wrestle more, and we at least know what his finisher is or something. Literally, we have no, we don't know anything about Sonny other than he's gay. That's all we know. Exactly, you're right. Uh, Squared off for the first time, we have FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler taking on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon, guys. Uh, Pentagon, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, the Lucha Bros pulled up in the stolen truck of FTRs by the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, so Taz is on commentary. Uh, both teams stand for two Talk different things in pro wrestling. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, the uh, the match. I did not get to see 
all of this matchup. Uh, I know FTR beats the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. How? Uh, Ray Phoenix doing his Lucha stuff and, uh, was it Dax? I think it was Dax. He just said, you know, I'm sick of this. Take his mask off and roll him up. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. That is right. He took Ray Phoenix's mask off and he got he got got it with the roll up. So that 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 was a clever heel thing to do. So afterwards, Butcher Blade have the keys, but then they get beat up by the Young Bucks and they go to give the keys back to FTR. And then uh, Kenny comes out with a cooler, that big cooler for just them three beers. So he comes down and says, like, "I want to make up for what happened last week. My bad. My bad, y'all. My bad." Okay. So. uh he gives he gives the two beers to uh, FTR and he opens it like he's about to drink it and then they pour the beer right on his head. So yeah. that right there, you no, bro. Now, now K trying to get a little pissed and then um, they, they pour Omega's head so that he has he has to back away. Uh, next up, uh, La Champion Chris Jericho comes out with the inner circle Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz. I do not know how long Sammy Guevara is going to be suspended for. I say a month, so it's probably you probably come out next week or week after next. Oh, okay, yeah, probably so. Um, Jericho was and, and everybody was 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 carrying jugs of orange juice. Don't waste good orange juice, people. And uh, uh, he was talking about so that Orange Cassidy had one of the best matches in his life, and they won the the, the uh, ratings war because what you don't understand is that you know they have, may have more viewers, but we. From the demographic from 18 to 49, we won a demographic, so that makes me, I'm the king of the ratings, man. I'm the demo god. <laughs> Chris. Oh, Jericho, man. That's Jericho. So, he says, but then now Orange Cassidy's advertiser telling the networks that he wants a rematch. And he said, well, if you want a rematch, you're not getting one. You had your chance. He was good, but not good enough. And then, so they all... Drink some orange juice and then they pour some out for Orange Cassidy. And then all of a sudden, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy comes from the crowd like he the shield. And then he gives a like a little, little lazy thumbs up and it turns to a thumbs down. And then all of a sudden. I don't know why I like his thumbs up for so no reason. Like it is. But Jericho is still arguing. Takes with takes with go with go with the La Champion. Then then also he puts a thumb down. Orange juice falls from the sky. It falls all over Chris Jericho in the inner circle. I was pissed off of how Ortiz just kept falling. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I get it the first it time. Been, it would have been good. I, I get it the first time. I'm like, what you're doing is just redundant. It's too much. Sometimes It, it would have been good, but then he just kept doing it like an idiot. Yeah, like, like, like even Jericho. Uh, like, okay, well, okay, look. Like, if it was all of them doing that, then it probably would make more sense. But they literally just standing and looking at him like, what are it's, you doing? Is that, even Jericho was like, get up, you idiot! So, like, I was if just If like, was getting sprayed, like how Steve Austin sprayed him, yeah, that uh, would be way different. That, that, that would be different. When, when, when Vince got sprayed with the beer and Shane, and then The Rock was mm-hmm. getting sprayed, and The Rock was like losing his mouth, he was using the ropes yeah, to hold him up, just, and Vince like trying, trying to swim, swim away. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff is better, but when you got one asshole acting like a clown, which, excuse me, they're doing the Sean Stasiak. Remember with the yeah, milk? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, when the Sean Stasiak kept slipping off and everything like that. It's not even like a. It's not even like they. It's like constantly like coming at them. It's literally just one one drop, and that was it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, 
they give him a towel, and the 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 towel ends up being an Orange Cassidy towel, and he is just not a fan of that at all. Uh, Up next, we have uh, the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. We're not in the Street Fighter clothes today with the uh, Ken and Ryu and Akuma uh, taking on the, the the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Uh, Jericho covered in OJ. First of all, but wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, just real quick. They started this match with Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, quote unquote, and Marco Stunt. I would have just forced him down to pin ten. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, well, I think my daughter can bully Marco's son. <laughs> because uh, Marco's son is just like, it looks like a little kid there wrestling. And he said, I would have just four, get, get your ass on the ground. I would have stayed pinned like he did yeah, Jeff Hardy. He was on my weight on his, on his arms. Can't kick up. Yeah, I might look. Remember how Sting pinned Jeff Hardy at Victory Road? Yeah, just yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I put my weight like, stand down. I would did that. Uh, so it, it starts out with that Jericho joins Jim Ross Excalibur still outraged and covered in OJ <laughs> or commentary. So uh, I, I Honestly, like that. this might be one of his best hours on commentary. Oh, it was for my, Jericho commentary is great. It's like he switches gears from being La Champion in the Circle Chris Jericho to being Chris Jericho on commentary. He had a he had a good line that I that I would say with uh. <laughs> Marco still hit a 450. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, it has no damage. That's like a tissue doing a 450. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hilarious. <laughs> I'm go- it, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's like a tissue doing a 450. Oh, that is, uh, that's good. Um, yeah, cause, uh, it crashed down on them, but, uh, the, they they broke up the pinfall as if they needed to. Do you switch you because they did uh Luchasaurus grabs uh Matt for a ch- choke slam. I know Marcus says sails off the Luchasaurus shoulders with a Canadian destroyer on Matt. That looked nice. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, even though the Canadian destroyer in AEW is so redundant, it's just uh but however I'm just like fine. Uh Kenny Omega hits the V trigger on Luchasaurus and then blasts his Marco stuff with the f- he kicked the shit. He need the shit out of Marco Stud in the face. He, yeah. I, I was like, give him a little extra. Yeah, yeah. When, when he did that, I was just like, you probably should just pin him now. But he hit him hard, and they hit the the one wing angel, and then uh, they they won. So Kenny Omega's laughing. Everybody begins to club it up like, yo, man, good match, good match. And then he tried to go help up Marco. And he, he started beating the shit out of Marco Stud. And they were like, whoa, whoa, Kenny, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kay tried to apologize to Marco, but Marco wasn't interested in hearing it. But I'm just like, but I'm, I'm beat up. I beat up the kid too, man. I see anime. Why are you even here? You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Why are you even here? Uh, Alex Marvez is interviewing uh, Hakura Shida. Hikaru. Hikaru. God darn it! It's like saying it's like saying Hickory. Hikaru. Hickory Hikaru. Oh, that sounds even worse. <laughs> That's the guy uh backstage and says she's ready for the Nana Beast uh Nyla Rose. Uh, the Nightmare <laughs> Sisters uh Brandy Rose and Ali with <laughs> <I'm> what <sorry. laughs> it was so funny. 
I just seen a I just seen a meme and it said it said this it's about Jada Will and it's like Jada, I just had an entanglement and then August said I just wanted to figure it. And then it said, Teddy Long. Hold on a minute, player. Undertaker mix. You take a one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> That's wrong. Undertaker one on one with the Undertaker. Okay, I'm, I'm saving that one. I'm saving that one. Uh, That's hilarious. Uh, the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy Rose and Allie, with the natural with the natural Dusty Rose, take on MJ Jenkins. They don't explain with. The Nightmare Sisters? Yeah, because they I've seen them on um they have been elevating on like on um Dark. They've been telling the story. They don't explain that story on the actual show. Mm-hmm. However, like both of them are like you know, like the first day she didn't want to tag with her, and then she gave her the, the win, she did her finisher, and Allie gave her the win. Now it's just like they not even you know, yeah, they aren't even explaining it. They just all of a sudden look like each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, I dropped the elbow on Pin Jenkins. Dusty Rose lifted up Brandy's arm in victory, but then didn't want to raise Allie's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, still, Dusty, well, Dustin still don't, you know, yeah, reluctantly, I should say that way. Um, mm-hmm. they go into Dasha. Was interviewing uh, the, the Nyla Rose once again. The, the nickname, the Native Beast. Everybody got a nickname in AEW. Um, <laughs> and she said, "You know who who her man should be." She says, "I'm not telling you or or anybody. I'm not telling you anything because I'm going to let them say it for themselves." So Vicky Guerrero comes out. Excuse me. So did you hear her theme song? I did not hear it over the excuse me. That's what it is. It's like a excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's what it is. Yo, that is yo that that is like when you playing with wrestlers as a kid and you trying to find a theme song for a generic guy number three, or you know when, when you have your other toy that don't match the wrestlers. Like when you bring your Johnny Cage over to your wrestling pile and you try to think of a a song for it, and you try and you make up a theme song like that. That's what that. That's what that would be. If I was a kid. And and new Vicky Rose manager that that would be her theme song. Excuse me, that's what that's what it would be. Um, Vicky Rose comes out to the ring and said, "Uh, we said, what's the strategy going to be for Nyla Rose?" She says, "When Nyla Rose and I are ready to go after the AEW Women's Championship, it will be the perfect time. So they're going to build Nyla Rose back up again. So even though I don't, she's kinda, but she was, she, but I don't understand." She does good promos. She's like one of the best promos in the in the whole show. Yeah, she's not Brian Cage. You know, say Taz works for Brian Cage, and, but I mean, like, and then she's already champion at that. So like, how does that? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know, but see, here's here's the thing. Also, AW is good with managers, but AW does too. See, now it's starting to get to the point like everybody don't need a manager. Everybody don't need it because everybody look. Sean Spears got one and ain't working. Then we got Corey that got one who don't need one. We got Brian Cage that got Taz. We got now Nala Rose that got Vicky Guerrero. We got uh, Kip Saban who got Penelope Four. Like we 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 got all these managers, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, and then we got um, Lance Archer with uh, Jake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's time for the it's time it's time for the. Uh, the AEW World Championship against the FTW champion, the Machine Gun, uh, the Machine Brian Cage goes against John Moxley. D, 
This he man. Don't have a, we don't have a uh, nickname. John Moxley does not have a nickname. His nickname is AW Champ. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> um, or it was alluded to. I don't know what it was, but uh, I'm gonna tell you this right now. This match bored the hell out of me. Now, granted, yeah. Now, granted, I see this thing. Moxley never tested positive for COVID. Renee did. So he was just around her. So they took precautions. He's gonna be around his wife. So he decided to stay away. He never. They, they never confirmed that Moxley had COVID. So I don't know. I don't think he had it, but he was just being safe in, in case he did. Exactly. No, cause I remember when we, we was talking off the show, and he was like, he's not going to wrestle like that well if he had COVID. I'm just like, I agree with you, but that man ain't had no COVID. But he he been, he been just wrestling up for three weeks, and he came back, and did, there was a spot on the outside of the ring where Moxley takes the, the steel guardrail, leads up against the, the floor and the, uh, the apron, and then gets German suplex. So he tried to suplex uh, Brian Cage on there, but... Brian Cage, German suplexed him on that. It like it sucked. Uh, Brian Cage also gives him a buckle bomb. They tried different things in this matchup, but it really just bored me because I don't think their their two styles clashes. And Brian Cage works good with smaller guys. And Brian Cage works at that almost fast paced cruiserweight level, like mm-hmm. you know. And then that I want to be a high flyer. Level. Exactly. Except because I don't think Brian Cage has learned big man moves yet. He learns, you know, powerful stuff to do to little guys, but I don't think he'd learned truly big man moves yet. And Moxley is a brawler. That's the way he fights. He, he's a, a a brawler. He's not the greatest technician that there is. He's not no Eddie Guerrero in the ring. He's just a, a brawler who does great hardcore matches, and then he just, you know, whatever, whatever works, do anything with the kitchen. He's a stone cold in a way. So that those two styles don't always mesh well together. And then, so he... Uh, Moxley has Cage in an arm bar. He works on his arm where the tore bicep was at. And he's ripping at it. And then, um, Which uh, makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. I'm not taking away from that. Uh, I'm saying because usually, usually people now, they don't go after one body part that's been injured and then they like try to try to finish the match. They usually work on the whole body part, their whole match, and then do a re- do their regular finishing. Exactly. Like he like... You know, actually, when I yeah, this one, this one, I will say, it does make sense. And then he gives the middle finger to Taz, and Taz is like, "Yo, screw you!" And then so, but as Taz is like, "I'm protecting my investment," he throws in the towel for Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. And then he 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 forfeits the, the the match because he 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 could he didn't want to have Cage back on the shelf for another ten more months, which was by manager's situation is smart, but it's like I didn't. It was like, uh, it kind of bored the main event to me. I didn't like the finish too much, but I understood why they did it. Then the, the lights go off for an uncomfortably long time. I thought the power actually did go out. Then they had to wait for Darby Allen to find the turnbuckle. And then when they come back <laughs> on, Darby Allen is there and does uh, a, 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 his Brian Cage in the throat with a skateboard. So, yeah, that's it. That's basically what it was, and then so Darby Allen's going to be getting his ass beat by Brian Cage next week, probably. So that that was AEW. So once again, who won for the week, AEW or NXT? Ooh, I don't. I let you go first. I really don't know. I'm going to go with Fight for the Fallen One this week okay. because I, I did like Io Shirai and Tegan Knox. I did like the Keith Lee stuff, but I think other than those two, the, the show held no weight. This one, uh felt better because Sonny Kiss got, got got his opportunity 
for the for the TNT Championship. The whole six man tag match was awesome between the Elite versus Jurassic Express, and then you put that little oh, yeah. seed in there with Kenny Omega, FTR, Lucha Brothers, with, and with, the with, top guys in the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah, all, all that great stuff. And then, like I said, I, I like the the award. Nala Rose reveals the manager, and then of course you got Brian Cage and um, Moxley, which wasn't a bad match for the, the, the most, but it just bored me. But that's what we have it, guys. So you guys can post that in the comments down below. Uh, uh, which one did you guys like for the week and everything? And make sure you find a way to subscribe to Nerdcoaster Studios. But that's the end of the No Gimmick Seed of Wrestling podcast for this week. The first podcast coming to you at on the new Nerdcoaster Studios channel. So make sure you guys out there right now, I'm going to put tabs out there. Make sure you guys subscribe to Nerd Coalition Studios because the Nerd Coalition channel is going to be terminated. So we need all of our subscribers to come over to that channel. Nerd Coalition Studios is a channel you can get all your wrestling, all your movie reviews, all your fat reacts, all the pop culture stuff that's going to happen. That's where the channel is going to be at. Then when you go to subscribe to Nerd Coalition game uh, uh, Level Up, that's where you get all the gaming. And if you're a wrestling fan, you like to see my 2K videos and my 2K universe and all that stuff like that, you're going to go over there and get the whole experience when it comes to um, the, the, the level up side of things where we get the gaming and stuff like that. Or if you enjoy, my, enjoy the fight scene when I play fighting games, WD2K Battlegrounds, when that comes out and when I plan on getting it, that's the channel that's all that stuff is going to be on. So you guys got to make sure you check it out because I hope Primetime gets it too and me and Primetime can play it because I think, I don't know if it's going to have cross-play. It, it said it's going to have cross-play, but I know that a game like this, I'm getting, probably getting on Switch. I don't need it on PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 okay. it, it depends how it is because if it's like All-Stars, then I may get it on PlayStation too, but I'm just saying, but you know, it all, it all depends. It's, it's not an expensive game, but you know, I, I, I'll, I'll see how I'm feeling because you know, I got the two popular systems that he over there with the Xbox, but I ain't going to say nothing, but hey. So make sure you subscribe to Nerdcoalition Studios and Nerdcoalition Level Up. There is going to be an influx of videos that you guys are going to be getting because we're putting all of our content over. So please make sure that um, don't be alarmed by you getting like uh, alert after alert after alert after alert after alert because videos are going to be coming up as you try to cre create you know, the stuff on the channel. So... Uh, once again, check out SpaciesPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of. SpaciesPhilly.com, you can find Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, Both Sides, and Market Dark Show. You can find all of our Nerd Coalition podcasts over there. Uh, no Gimmicks Needed, Turntable, Semi Culture and Beyond, Nerd Gas and Talk, Drunk Dog Sober Tongue, Ballers Lounge, and Soon to Becoming uh, Man Talk. And then also make sure you guys uh, check out. Us on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Not, no, no, not SoundCloud no more. iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube Premium. If you guys are still on YouTube Premium as well. Check out Prime, uh, Prime Time's Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yeah, Prime Nostalgia Podcast where, uh, you know, all the great stuff with Nostalgia comes up there. Like I said, his thing is rolling strong. And I do, Prime Time is a member of Nerdcoalition also, so he will be helping out. If you listen to this podcast, please subscribe to Nerdcoalition Studios and Nerdcoalition Level Up. You guys are going to be hearing that from me for at least about a month until I, until I can get close to my number that I have now back on my on my channel. Y'all going to be hearing that. <laughs> Y'all going to be hearing that. So, I'm just saying. So, oh, thanks again, Prime Time. And once again, this is NC in place to be Channel Train, Mr. Andy, and not Deion Sanders for Prime Time. Yo, yo.
Oh, it's, it's been real. Oh, but so before you check your rollies, it's crime time. That's what, that's what you about to do. All right, and Q-Flow, man, wherever you're at, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.